Well, I'm a little under the weather. I feel something coming on. No, I'm just half a bubble off. I got into this funny conversation with friends over the euphemisms we use when we're sick, but we don't want to say we're sick. And we talked about, uh, well, okay, I'll be honest, we were talking about others and how annoying it is when they won't acknowledge, especially those we love and live with or are raising or uh, won't acknowledge that they're sick. You can look in their face. You can see that I, I'm okay. I'm, I, I, I'm just getting over something. So we had this conversation that I realized was about acceptance, that it's very difficult to accept when you're sick. And I don't want to get into health care or diagnoses or how hard it is to tell others and our right to privacy. But uh, we were talking about what goes on in our minds that we don't really want to declare. We're, we're either coming in or leaving, but we're not here sick. And then we brainstorm, well, what's that about? I don't want to jinx my good health. You know, it might really be true if I acknowledge what's really going on. And we talked about, uh, of course, that we realized, oh, we do it ourselves. But how hard it is to be with someone who won't be fully real. That it's crazy-making. Really, it's crazy-making. And that's strong language, but it's crazy-making. It's almost like being with an addict who won't acknowledge what's really going on. And when you don't say, I am sick, then that leads a whole set of things of, so I won't do anything about it, or I will go out and infect others, or I won't stop, or... um, So it's about accepting a reality. I don't like to admit I'm sick. I don't want to stop. But maybe yes, maybe no the reality of stopping and taking care of your body and giving it rest or doing what it needs, when we aren't real, we compound our problems. So we are going to talk about acceptance today, and I want to make the case, as I said earlier, that we have a gazillion spiritual things that we are working on as human beings and as members of Hope Church, but I would say that acceptance is maybe the hardest of all because it's about being totally real. And I don't know about you, but I have all these committees in my head that have a whole set of conflicting narratives about what's actually going on. I may be getting sick, but hopefully I won't, and I'm not going to. My favorite book about this is what I used as the sermon title, and it's a book by Pema Chodron. She's a Buddhist nun who's been writing since the 70s. 
translating Buddhist thought in, for Americans. And the book is called Start Where You Are. And I always feel like it's a, it's a grounding of, okay, I have to get real. Because I'd rather start where I wish I were. I wish I were much further along in being kind, compassionate, enlightened, smart, uh, perceptive, rather than where I really am in this particular scenario or moment. I'd really rather start with uh, whatever sickness I am in the midst of being leaving. It's gone. I'm, I'm really dealing with going away. But uh, So when I get stuck, I often think, okay, I need to start where I am. And acceptance is about figuring out where you are, which is why I love that reading about the circus bow. You have to figure out where you are before you can take the next step forward. And I think there are religious traditions that discourage us from being real, which is why I appreciate being in this community and the wisdom of our humanists and atheists who say, if you are not grounded in your mind and your perceptions, then you aren't on solid ground before you start. But then there are the other wisdom teachings that say, yes, but what you perceive is often skewed by your emotions and your feelings, and how do you deal with those? How do you take all of that into account? Which is why awareness and acceptance is so dang hard. If it was easy, if we could all just be scientists, but we know from the sciences that even the most rigid experimentation, the minute you start that experiment, it changes the reality of that moment. So acceptance, acceptance isn't just about the moment, but it's what allows you to dig beneath to find the layers of reality. If only reality were so simple. I think what happens often is acceptance gets... um, pushed against passivity. So if I accept, if I accept what just happened, then I'm being passive. And again, I think this is what makes acceptance so radical and so difficult, is it is the ground upon which action can be taken and action that's effective. If you're stuck in not being real, in not accepting what's true, in not valuing what you don't like and do like, then your next step won't be as effective, smart, compassionate, helpful as it could be. Which is why living or being with someone who struggles with reality and whatever that reality warping thing may be, everything from pride to addiction to um, anger, fear, loneliness, that keep us from seeing what really is happening right this second. That's why it's crazy-making, because you don't know where the reality is with that person. They've created a different unreality. 
I went to the John Hope Franklin Reconciliation March Wednesday and then stayed for the um, fabulous music presentation and then the keynote speaker gave a lecture. And I noticed that there were um, in announcements about that event. So what the event is happens every year, happens differently every year, but it's an ongoing um, acknowledgement of Tulsa's race massacre. I'd rather use that term than race riot. And people are saying, why do we have to dredge that up? And I think acceptance plays a role in it. Our city didn't accept that that happened in the sense that they ignored that history. So part of acceptance is this willing to sit with discomfort, which is something we all want to push away. I want to be more comfortable. I want the temperature to be just right. I want the lighting to be just right. And the world does not come to us that way. There is pain and suffering and fear. And, and so acceptance, this is the hard part of acceptance, means accepting I'm going to be uncomfortable and noticing what those feelings tell me, what the grief tells me, what the rage tells me. doesn't mean I have to act on it, but it means I do have to acknowledge it. Because only when I am real with what has happened can I then actually respond to whatever may have caused that harm, that whatever makes me uncomfortable? If we just gloss over it. So I read the headline this morning about um, policing in Tulsa and the documentation that, yes, indeed, more um, blacks are arrested and put in jail than whites. And I read the whole article, and I thought, okay, so let's accept that as true, just for now. Let's say those statistics and the research and the way it was um, dug up and analyzed is correct. Although they do point out that Hispanics and other people of color get listed as white, so already some of the statistics are suspect or they're only talking about a certain binary. But let's just for the moment accept those as true. Once you accept it, then you can begin to ask deeper questions that may put those statistics, affirm them, or say, wait, there are more layers of acceptance that need to happen, because there was no mention of geography. And we know in our city that where we live, how we live, how neighborhood covenants um, historically have played out, play a role in where the police are, where crimes are, where poverty is. So there was no mention of that as a factor. So acceptance means once you accept something, you're able to dig deeper to find out what, what is beneath that. Why? So acceptance is is about actually a form of self-love because you can look within yourself at where you might have blind spots and not see what is real and apply that to 
institutions and our government and our church? Where are we saying one thing and not digging beneath? Acceptance is a radical way of sitting with those feelings that are uncomfortable. So if you do it on yourself, I'm accepting something. What, what made me react this way? And you begin to do that inner work of what's my history that makes me respond to that headline in the paper a certain way or to dismiss those facts or... Acceptance is really the heart of our spiritual work together and our understanding of what it means to be diverse. If I accept that you believe something different, then I have to dig beneath what, where does that come from? Where does my difference come from? Why is your difference threatening to me? So what I'm trying, the case I'm making is that our efforts to accept what happens in the world around us, as much of it is pleasurable and painful, increases our ability to accept reality and all the depths of reality. I have a friend whose uh, son was diagnosed as schizophrenia, schizophrenic, and it has blown their family apart, been very complicated for them. And she, at first, did not want to accept this diagnosis. And it's taken her a long time to begin to understand what that means and to understand that it impacts who she is and how she has a relationship to her son and how she's able to help him. So that the acceptance of what is real, and to begin to ask, is that really the right diagnosis, and to have other comments and understandings of what what the doctors are seeing and what she's seeing. But it has transformed her life because she's now sought certain kinds of help and support and sees things in her own life. So rather than pushing away what she doesn't want, we don't ever want our children to hurt. I think acceptance is maybe the hardest thing a parent has to do. Accepting who our children, we imagine, we hope, we want them to be, <clears throat> and who they become or who they are, whether they're a week late. Wait, you're supposed to be on time. Happens before they're born. I've, um, I've talked before about a prayer that I use, and those of you who say prayer, okay, who are you praying to? If you can momentarily set aside that question, or, let me answer it and say, let's say this prayer is just for you. It's not a prayer to a deity. But for me, it is a prayer that always grounds me. It's always like, start where you are. This is the longer version of start where you are. This is the religious expanded, how many words can we use version of start where you are. Um, and it's, uh, it's one... <laughs> I started using it regularly, and I think I've told you this when I fly. I love to fly, but I, increasingly I get nervous. And so I, rather than grip my little side arms, I say this prayer. And it 
we are part of a religious tradition that doesn't require prayers to have just the right words in just the right order. So I want to talk about just the general structure of this prayer because you can use it anytime, anywhere, with any circumstance so that you start where you are. Please grant me enough wisdom and courage to be free from delusion. And so this is the airplane version. If I am supposed to crash... Let me crash, and I'll be happy. So that's the formula. Name the reality. Let me have that reality. And then the really advanced version of acceptance is, let me be happy with that reality, even though it may be painful and the worst thing I want. The exact opposite. I want to live. I don't want to crash. But I find comfort in that when my daughter was sick. If my daughter is supposed to get sick, let her be sick. And I'll be happy. That's the hard part, and I'll be happy. But that's the formula. Name the reality. Let me have that reality, and I'll be happy. And happy is a complicated term. Wait, wait, wait. You want me to be happy that... I may die, or that my neighbor is sick, or that my child is struggling. Yes, happiness in the sense that that's what's real, and if you only accept, if you don't accept it, it is going to make you so miserable. So this is the antithesis of that miserableness that comes when you are not dealing with a full deck of cards in terms of seeing reality. Yes? And then it goes on, may this sickness purify my negative thinking? And then goes on and blesses the world and the sickness of all sentient beings. If I am supposed to be healed, so it works both ways. It's not just about painful reality, but good reality, because reality is complicated, whether it's going on vacation and you're already worried because the vacation isn't long enough and it's going to cost money, so even though you have this joyful thing happening in your life, you're already miserable because it's going to end. So you have to say this prayer when you're happy and things are good. If I'm supposed to be healed, let all my sickness and confusion be healed and I'll be happy. May all sentient beings be healed and filled with happiness. And if you are faced with death or feel that death is imminent or worry about death a lot or not worry about death a lot and have it just crop up and go, where did that come from? Why am I worried about dying today? If I am supposed to die, let me die and I'll be happy. If my life is to be cut short, let it be cut short, and I'll be happy. May I and all others be free from attachment and delusion. May we all start where we are today, sitting in your seat, standing here, and be happy. May it be so.
we give away our plate. And this month it goes to CASA, Court Appointed Support. <laughs> 